Welcome to Second Time Lucky. I'm Nicole. And I'm Mahi. And we will be your hosts. Throughout this podcast, we will discuss transplants, the process of organ donation, and the ins and outs of my personal heart transplant experience. Just a heads up, some of the content might be a bit triggering. While we aim to keep things quite fun, mortality and medical procedures are discussed throughout the series. Also, a course language warning because we have a tendency to swear like sailors. Sorry! We would also like to say that we are not medical professionals, so please do not seek any medical guidance from the Second Time Lucky podcast, but we do encourage a transplant dialogue. We hope you enjoy listening to it as much as we enjoyed making it. Episode 3. What is a transplant? Hello, and welcome to another episode of Second Second Time Lucky! Lucky. Uh, I am Mucky. I'm Nicole. Um, so today we're going to be talking about what is a transplant. So this is, uh, we're not medical professionals, obviously, this is our quick disclaimer. Um, we're not here to offer advice. This is episode is mostly about providing context for the rest of the podcast. But we are going to go through some, yeah, just um, a bit of detail about what a transplant is. Um, and then hopefully down the line we can elaborate and, you know, get like more professional input. But yeah, this episode is mo- mostly about context. Mm-hmm. So Nicole is going to kick us off with um, what is organ and tissue tissue donation and what can be donated? Yeah, so um, I mean, I feel like everyone kind of has a general idea about what organ and tissue donation is, but let's, let's jump in with some facts. Do it. <laughs> so organ and tissue donation is a life-saving process where organs and or tissue are removed from a person who is the donor and transplanted into someone who is very ill or dying from organ failure, who is essentially the recipient. So the organs that can be donated are heart, kidneys, liver, lungs, pancreas, and large intestine. Tissue that can be transplanted includes heart valves and other heart tissues, bones, tendons, ligaments, skin, and parts of the eye, such as the cornea and the sclera. As most people know, you don't actually have to be deceased to be a donor. In some cases, donors can donate their organs or tissue while they are alive, and these are actually called live donors. So live donors can give a kidney or parts of their liver to a recipient, usually a relative as they are more likely to be a match. Although anonymous donation is also an option and very common, Granted, in most cases, the organs donated to recipients do come from deceased donors. So when you say um, anonymous donors, that's just someone that's just like, hey, take a kidney, take a part of what yeah. we're doing, maybe, and um, yeah, yeah, you give it to whoever needs it. Your liver, yeah. Damn. Yeah. That's a good thing to know, because with livers, they regenerate, they, don't they? They do regenerate, yeah. So I think that's why people are like, well, I don't really have anything to lose, so yeah. like, go yeah. for it. Yeah. What actual... Angels. Yeah, truly. That is something to consider, though. I have a weak liver, but um, but they do regenerate. So last time I actually had it sus was like ten years ago. So maybe I'm like good to go now. So wow. Yeah, it was um, it was not regenerating the way that they meant to. <laughs> wow, that's interesting. But yeah, no. But like I said, over ten years ago now. So yeah, yeah given that they that's what they do, like maybe by now it's like good to go. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But no. This, that's why these conversations are important. Because, exactly. Yeah. I didn't even consider that for myself until yeah. this very moment. Actually. Mm-hmm. See, sparked something. And that takes us <laughs> to our next point. Who can donate? 
potentially me <laughs> as a live donor. So I, yeah, I'm gonna stop that right off with this episode. So the uh, the short answer is everyone can donate. Woo-hoo! Although you must be 16 years or older to officially register to do- donate your organ, you may still be an eligible candidate for donation. The main issue regarding who can donate their organs ultimately comes down to the way you pass away. The only two pathways to donation are donation following brain death and donation following circulatory death. So yeah. donation following brain death is which uh, is where essentially the brain, the functioning of your brain is irreversible. Um, wow, well, that's scary. <laughs> yeah, so... Like yeah, brain death. Yeah, brain death. So yeah. I guess, yeah, that happens with car accidents and... Like I mean, I don't... Like motorbike accidents, I yeah. guess. And, um, like, something I want to stuff is, like, maybe brain aneurysm? Like, I... I, just... I would assume so, but don't quote us. Yeah, yeah, no, this is, this is us figuring it out as well, and us learning, and us realising that we've got more questions than we realised yeah. we had. Yeah. Um, and then uh, donation following circulatory death is uh, when the body no longer has circulation of blood. Yeah. Um... It is wrong to assume that you are either too young or too old, of course, unless you're under 16, or unhealthy to be an organ donor, as doctors can usually find something viable to donate, whether it be an organ or tissue for a patient in need. So, yeah, like I've definitely heard people say that, they're, um, that they wouldn't be viable for um, donation because they're smokers or because yeah. they live an unhealthy lifestyle. Yeah. But, like, honestly, every part of you is valuable. And it really is just such a misconception because I feel like they don't actually – even take the step to register to be an organ donor because they're like, nah, I've been smoking since I was young or, you know, little things. Like, I drink too much. So, like, no, who's going to want this liver? It's like, if you're you're viable, leave that up to the doctors, you know? Let them decide if those organs are uh, acceptable donations or not. A hundred percent. And then you got like skin and tongues yeah. and like the whole shebang. Like yeah. every part of you is beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> and usable. Beautiful <laughs> and usable. Yeah. <laughs> Take that as a kick to your self-esteem. <laughs> I know I will. <laughs> why do people need transplants? There are several reasons why someone could require an organ or tissue transplant. People awaiting transplantation are either very ill or dying and would greatly benefit from this surgery. Some people require transplants because of a medical condition contracted through throughout their life or an injury. I mean, a lot of people that have had heart transplants has been because they've caught a virus from, you know, overseas or even a friend of mine got it in his work office and that just turned into cardiomyopathy and now he's got a new heart like pretty scary yeah whereas some people are born with physical problems or a hereditary disease like me which could cause their organs to eventually fail um unfortunately there is a greater number of people number of people needing organs rather than people willing to donate Mm. which is unfortunate This is essentially a major problem as people are losing their lives when they could in fact be saved through organ and tissue transplantation. And I mean, I think that's also a big reason as to why we're doing this. Yeah. Spreading the word, encouraging conversation. Definitely. That's all we want. Like, I think the aim is to just increase the number of people that are registered to donate. A hundred percent. And also, like, there was that comment of, like, people, there's more people needing organs than willing to donate them. But I think yeah. the reality is that a lot of people just don't think about it. Yeah. It's not something they've ever had to face in their reality. They yeah. 
personally know, I mean, they probably actually do know people that have had transplants or need them but aren't aware of it. Yeah. And so they don't even actually, can, you know, because it's, it's a process. You have to actively register. It's not automatic. Yeah. So yeah. they just don't have yeah. to do it. I mean, you just sparked that saying that it is an automatic. So we are not an opt-out country like some of the other countries in the world. We have to actually actively register. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, the opt-out is where you are kind of born into a country and you're automatically on the donor register. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, Australia's not like that. You have to actually, you know, go out of your way, essentially, to donate. Which we will explain is extremely easy later on. Okay. Now we're going to go to facts and statistics. Mm -hmm. So these are actually updated super regularly. The ones that we have at the moment are from 2020, but we will be posting stuff that's a bit more recent um, on our social medias. Um, But in 2020, there were current, there were 1,600 Australians uh, waiting for a life-saving transplant. One donor could improve up to eight recipients' lives. Mm -hmm. Um, In 2019, there were 857 lung transplants. 308 oh, kidney transplants. <laughs> there were 857 kidney transplants. Um, 308 liver transplants. 183 lung transplants. Much different to the original study. <laughs> um, 113 heart transplants, which is actually a very tiny number. Yeah. Yeah. Is that because uh, it's just not a very common surgery, or is that just because there aren't enough hearts? I think a bit of both. I mean, I'm not exactly sure, to be totally honest, but I don't think... I think also hearts can be very managed with medication. Yeah. And so, like, a transplant, just like, I mean, obviously any other organ, is absolutely last-case scenario. Yeah, well, because the three... Oh, well, not the three, but, like, liver and kidney, you can get live donors for, whereas heart is one where you can get Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then uh, there were 40 pancreas. Um, mm-hmm. donation, uh, Isn't it just crazy to see like the amount of kidneys compared to every other organ? Yeah. So like eight hundred and fifty-seven kidneys. That's huge. Yeah. And then one hundred thirty hearts isn't very much. Longer. Yeah. Like in comparison, that is crazy. But just quick side note: in two thousand eighteen, when I had my transplant, I was actually one of one thousand seven hundred and eighty-two people whose lives were transformed by transplant. Isn't that cool? It's massive. Yeah. Yeah. But um, now we just want to um, be, have a super short, sharp and shiny little conversation about myths and misconceptions. We want to open up this dialogue. Um, Yes. Yeah. um, And every single, we're going to address four myths. I think also these are probably the ones that we hear the most. And even like, Talking about transplant, even to people who, you know, haven't really had much to do with them, I find that these four things do come up the most. Yeah, these are definitely things that we've heard a lot growing up. And yeah. so that's, and then over time we, um, we, you know, saw that there were myths. And so that's why we want to address them. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is just a dialogue opener. Um, after we go through these, yeah, we'd be keen for people to reach out to us and tell them misconceptions they've, um, you know, learned over their lives or just address their own fears as to becoming yeah. an organ donor. And then, yeah, we'd love to have those conversations. Yeah. So let's start with myth number one, Nicole, if you will. So myth number one, if I'm an organ donor, medical workers won't work hard to save my life. Okay. <laughs> 
This one is a frustrating one. It's the one that I've heard the most. Me too. And I think this one is actually quite harmful because, I mean, I know a couple of people just in my own circles that are not still registered donors because of this myth. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, how to debunk this? I feel like, <laughs> by law, medical professionals must do everything in their power to save your life. Yeah. Like, that is their job. You know what I mean? Like, they're not going to go tapping your pockets looking for your purse to see if you're an organ donor. That's It's just not a thing. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, look. Organ donation is only brought up once you were deceased and there is absolutely no chance of resuscitation. So whether you're an appropriate candidate for organ donation is up to the doctors. And if so, that is when it will then, you know, be open to to conversation and they'll discuss that with your family. And it's like even, let's just say in a fantasy world, that was a reality, that, that um, paramedics, were literally just being like, oh, maybe we should hold out because this person's an organ donor. Like, the chances that that person could actually donate an organ are really slim. There are yeah. so many categories that you need to, like, criteria that you need to fit to be an organ donor yeah. for somebody else. And nobody will know that, not only until you have passed, but after they have examined your organ. Mm-hmm. So it just, if that was even a possibility, there would just be so many lives. Like, the risk is just too high to take yeah. that chance. Like, But it's also what makes your life less important than someone else's life like why would they want to save that person as opposed to saving you exactly Does that yeah sense? like how like, would they measure who's the person that's worth exactly saving yeah i mean exactly. are they going to go into like your facebook and look at your history and be like, oh, yeah, I don't like the way they oh yeah you. nah she likes that band ew nah, <laughs> nah she doesn't deserve this like <laughs> no hold the defibrillator yeah nah nah all right well actually i just also want to address you know on the paramedic point like you have been resuscitated by paramedics on a few occasions. And, yes. you know, was there ever a point where they held off for a second to double check? You know, they like they went straight to just getting the job done, Absolutely right? Absolutely not. Every moment was of essence. Every half second was of yeah. essence. In well, that's right. I mean, they don't waste time. You know what I mean? Like, their job is to get in and get out and save as many people as they can. Because it's not, not the, yeah, once they're done with you, they likely have another house that they need yeah. to go to. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. It's just, that's a frustrating one. Yeah. I just, yeah, I can't fathom that. But anyway, each to their own. Myth number two. This is another one that Nicole and I have grown up with. So this one is, my family told me that organ donation is against my religion. Yeah. Um. So Nicole and I are both Greek Orthodox. And, uh, you know, it was never actually actively stated, like, say, in our religious textbooks, that organ donation is against greek orthodoxy but it was something that was said to us in both our households at our school at the greek orthodox school um and it was just one of those things where i believe it was probably like it started in someone's village somewhere and then kind of like a hundred percent it kind of got passed down the grapevine yeah it's just you know and then so we nobody knows where this origin came from why we believe that you know it it maybe is frowned upon by our lord savior to not do you know be an organ donor but people just held on to that yeah you know, now we've all in recent times, especially you know Nicole um, becoming unwell, like we have been talking about it in our families, and we were all kind of kind of like, oh, now that we're actually faced with the issue, we're realizing that sounds a bit strange. Yeah. Because like, all religions, you know, obviously they vary in their ways, but they all are about compassion and loving thy neighbor. You know, yeah. and so so a way to love thy neighbor is to give them an organ that you're not using. Exactly. <laughs> you know? 
so that's yeah i we we've conf- we've confronted that with our own personal um like upbringings and cultures and then we've kind of debunked it as well yeah, so absolutely if you are concerned about that one we definitely recommend talking to your family first and foremost because maybe even just bringing up the conversation will make them realize that oh actually we don't know where that came from um and or, or talk to your you know your religious leader in your community and just yeah. um have the conversation and we're curious if you come out of that conversation and still feel that way we want to know why we want to hear about it yeah wanna... absolutely i'd also be really interested to know like what that religious leader said yeah you know because i mean if they're like yeah nah I agree. You shouldn't be an organ donor. Why? Yeah, yeah. We just want to know why. Like, we you just know? want to, we want perspective. Yeah, exactly right. And because it's 2022, like, I feel like these myths and misconceptions are still very much alive. And, like, we need to debunk them, you know? And like, yeah. And, like, also, we have to consider, like, you know, COVID as well. Like, um, you know, yeah. blood donations have dropped drastically because people aren't eligible because they're sick with COVID, you know, yeah. or, or something's happened to them as a result of having COVID. And, you know, just what's available to help people these days is so much less. So we really shouldn't be cutting that down even more yeah. based on a theory that, you know, that nobody's Absolutely. addressed or nobody's questioned. A 100%. Time, so. Yeah. So um, another one that we do hear quite often, which we briefly touched base on before, is I am too young or old or even unhealthy to be considered for organ donation. So while I do understand, like, the the thought behind this, mm-hmm. I get that. It's just not true. Yeah. Just simply not true. So anyone can be a donor or can be a potential donor. So people over 80 have actually been reported to donate both tissue and organs. And same goes with babies and young children. And I know that's very confronting to hear. But, um, you know, if you could save the life of someone else and, you know, prevent one family feeling the way your family feels after a loss, that's huge. A hundred percent. You know, and, you know, keeping also your loved one alive through someone else is huge. And so, yeah, I mean, I know, especially I think even for me mentioning children and young babies, that is quite confronting, especially having nieces and, you know, I don't, I don't like thinking about that, but like, it is important to know that everyone can donate. And the reality is you don't actually know the condition of your organs until they have been removed from your body and thoroughly examined. Like, yes. you you know, it's possible for somebody who perceives themselves to be unhealthy to have very healthy organs. Yeah. And it's possible for someone who perceives themselves to be very healthy to actually have something that's a bit of a myth. You yeah. Know, with... yeah, that's right. So why not let the doctor decide? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. This is uh, this one's really important because I fell for this one. Not that I was tricked. I just didn't look hard enough. But I think it's a really popular misconception. I am already a registered donor, as it says it on my license. So when you renew your license or get your license for the first time, you can tick a box that says I uh, would like to be an organ donor. Yeah. And th- or basically, by doing that, all you're saying is I want to be an organ donor. You're not actually becoming an organ donor. Yeah. <laughs> that is not like a legitimate way of registering. Yeah, you've literally just put in your um it's your like saying like I'm yes, a nice organ, person. Yeah. <laughs> I'm full organ donation, but I am not actually participating. Yeah. This um, makes me a nice person tick. Yeah. But also uh yeah, I'm not doing anything else. 
Yeah, 100%. <laughs> so you actually um, you actually do have to register to become an organ donor, and we'll go through some uh, sites you can go through to do that. Yeah. Um, I am the biggest failure at life admin. Like, I just can't seem to do anything, right? I hate to agree, but <laughs> honestly, I don't know how you survive day to day. I, oh my lord, I've moved back recently from New Zealand, and I just, like, getting just becoming like reintegrating into Australia like it was just an effort and a half I did everything incorrectly I've had to resubmit every possible form but this was really easy like this is something that I I you know I gave myself a massive pat on the back I was like oh my lord nothing went wrong nothing burnt on fire um it was super easy it's like yeah we'll go into that later but it, and now you're registered now I'm registered yeah it's the one thing that I succeeded in you know in recent years so <laughs> so Following along on that, how do I become a registered donor? <laughs> so registering to donate your organs literally takes under a minute. All you need is a valid Medicare card and to provide your full name and date of birth. Easy peas, yeah. It literally is. It is the easiest form of life admin you ever need to do. Legit. I think like signing up to be a cinema member takes way more steps. I agree. I actually did that not long ago. Yeah. It's like address, date of birth, bloody relationship status, what you ate for dinner, star sign. Like, Are you yeah, studying like, at the moment? Yeah. <laughs> Too much. So, um, donatelife.gov.au has a little link that says register. So, click that. Yeah. Um, if not, you can also register on the MyGov app if, you know, that is an option for you if you have a smartphone, unlike Mucky over here. Um, <laughs> it makes life so much harder, I promise you. <laughs> but if you're not comfortable with the internet or unable to grab access to the internet, you can also request a form via Donate Life, and that can be sent directly to the Australian Organ Donor Registry. And also, don't feel like you need to memorise this. We're going to pop all of this on our social, yes. so you can just click straight into those links. Yep, that's right. Um, something else that we do want to talk about is that, so we mentioned how Australia is an automatic with an opt-out option, but once you do register, you can opt out. Yes. Um, so, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't personally see the point of that, but I do like that there's that peace of mind that you, I, I like the idea of never having to fully commit yourself to anything. Yeah, <laughs> me too. So I, I I like that they have that option. So just for peace yeah. of mind, you can be like, I've done this, but I I don't have to commit to this decision. For yeah, life. and I mean, even if you register today and five years down the track, you're like, oh, you know what? My views have changed. I don't, re you know, really feel comfortable with that decision. You can literally opt out. Yeah, and if you do have that decision, like reach out to us because we, yeah, again, we want to know. We yeah, wanna know, I want to know why. What, yeah, what what makes people hesitant to donate? And yeah. like, yeah, who can we talk to? Who can we reach out to to find out more to give you peace of mind? Yeah, absolutely. And I think on that topic as well, we just want to mention that there are there's so much support out there and so much information. I mean, we live in the age of internet. And there's just, there's so much yeah there's so many services that you can use to in order to get information and to gather information and so we like Maki said we will put some links we will have some links available but some websites that we just want to quickly go through are again donatelife.gov.au is the website it's kind of like the go-to for information regarding organ and tissue donation. There's lots of res like literally endless resources um, to support you know donors and their families, and 
What I find really cool is there's also like a number of booklets available to download and print if, you know, you prefer a tangible copy with, you know, a lot of in-depth insight into the process of organ donation. Even if you're just bloody curious, like even if it doesn't actually affect your life personally, but you just want to understand more about this part of living. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. There's also a website that is equally amazing called transplant.org.au. Again, a super helpful website for transplants, contains a lot of information regarding donation, and there's some very helpful statistics and facts there that I found to be really interesting. Yeah, and just with those two websites, so we're not we're not affiliated with anybody. This is no. just, um, the reason why we've said these ones is because we actually have had a, a scroll of what's out there, and these were just, um, yeah, I don't know, they were just really user-friendly, like they yeah. had great graphics, a bit of animation, you know, just like to keep you engaged. Like I personally yeah. have the shortest attention span in the world, and I found <laughs> this information really easy to absorb. So. Also just very light-hearted. I yeah. think everything kind of surrounded by organ donation and transplants is quite quite scary yeah. like it's quite confronting and these websites I did find to be like Mucky said very user-friendly and very you know kind of bright and and nice and yeah engaging yeah engaging well, which I yeah. thought was very interesting also like we've mentioned a million times throughout this episode is that we are not medical professionals by yeah. any means and we're learning like through this process we're yeah learning. i mean we're, we're learning just as much as you guys are so like if you do want more you know factual information something that we obviously can't give you and don't want to give you you know like seek out the, the, the health professionals i would suggest going to your gp honestly just next time that you have a doctor's appointment for anything just like quickly flip them this question and just be like what are your thoughts on organ donation like yeah. Um, like, should I be worried? Or yeah, you know, like this is the reason why I haven't done it. What do you think? You know, yeah. just like just as a conversation, just flick it just before you leave the door. You I know? think so. it's also like a good way to ease your mind. Yes, yeah. you know, we can. We've got our own agenda while we're doing this. We really want to like, you know, encourage conversations and get people to donate, but also like, we just think people deserve a second chance at life. You know, and if you can, if we're not convincing you enough, yeah, I think going to a GP is an amazing source. It's also just like we desperately want the dialogue happening because that's yeah. just something that we notice. This dialogue just doesn't even happen, and I yeah. and I'm not I'm not saying that to be critical of anybody. This dialogue wasn't happening in my life until Nicole got sick. You yeah. Know? So yeah. So maybe yeah, let's get this dialogue happening regardless of whether anybody in your in your family is sick. Just mm-hmm. you know, for the sake of talking about it. Yeah. Another very um interesting one that I found to be very very beneficial for me and my mental health was Facebook support group yes I mean in saying that Facebook is a part of social media also Reddit is very um, helpful even there's certain Instagrams that are very helpful if you literally just hashtag transplant you'll find something yes but in regards to Facebook I know just from my own personal experience people want to talk about it yeah and it's also like there's so many you have to think transplants happen worldwide yeah so like it's also like having access to so many different people different kinds of transplants people of different ages backgrounds genders sex you know like it's huge so like i think social media you should utilize it it's a huge platform yeah to gather information so they're the ones that we 
Yeah, so like yeah. Nicole's on Facebook groups because she's in the community. I'm not in the community. I obviously don't need a transplant. But yeah, so I use Reddit because I it's just how I keep informed. But I'm not like you know in their space. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like I'm not like. I think Reddit is also good because you are anonymous. Yeah, it's just you know. So if you, you do have a question that you think, oh no, this is stupid. I don't yeah. really want to. I don't want to talk to my GP. She's gonna think I'm an idiot. Like, go on Reddit and write yeah. it anonymously, and no one judges you. You know, honestly, yeah. I think that's huge, but also like message us there's no dumb questions here yeah, like truly. we said we're learning just like everybody else we want this dialogue yeah absolutely um cool is that have we covered everything yeah i mean i think like we said this was just a pretty general short sharp shiny yeah introduction you know yeah transplant um, for dummies yeah 100% <laughs> transplant for beginners um, but yeah, I we're gonna post all the links. So um, yeah, so suss them for yourself and get as much information. And yeah, keep this dialogue going, whether it's within your family or yeah. with us. With, yeah. Have that conversation. Have that conversation. Make your decision. Be informed. Don't be scared to ask questions. And we're here as well if you want to slide into our DM. <laughs> <laughs> hey girl, what's your trend? What's your blood we got you. So please, <laughs> feel free. Yeah, 100%. I think that's it. Let's do it. <laughs>